the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, there was a time when the humiliating withdrawal from Afghanistan bothered both uh, Democrats and Republicans. It doesn't bother Democrats as much anymore. That's my takeaway from the questioning going on right now, uh, which I'm monitoring, uh, of Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, and other generals on Capitol Hill. It seems like the Democrats are trying to repurpose and reposition this to make uh, Joe Biden look like less than the liar he is when he says, oh, I had 100% support of all my generals. That, that has been debunked today. Uh, as Mark Milley uh, at one point said, uh, presidents are elected for a reason. They get to make strategic decisions. It's very clear from today's testimony that Milley did not recommend a full pullout from Afghanistan. It is also clear in questioning by Senator Tom Cotton today that Milley was not asked about withdrawing by August the 31st until August the 25th, which came after the Taliban took over Bagram Air Force Base. So that was a decision made by Biden without any input from any generals. I'm sure there will be more takeaways from it. Those are the highlights that I've been able to glean thus far. Now, the Ohio General Assembly, our version of Congress, is back in session in Columbus. And the Republicans have the majority, the supermajority, in fact. If they were all united, they can override the governor's veto, which has proven to be a very good thing when they overrode his veto on health orders. But there are an assortment of bills in both the House and Senate, aimed at outlawing mask mandates and vaccine passports in the state of Ohio. Mike DeWine has said he has no plans to enact a vaccine mandate. Do I trust him on that? I guess my hesitation would tell you I'm leaning no, but I'm not really fully comfortable saying no. I just think Mike DeWine can be swayed. Uh, His insistence on masking Ohio's school children, I strenuously disagree with because school children have not proven to statistically be at great risk from COVID. And I believe a couple things. Number one, I don't believe masks help to the degree that they justify the clear compromise they introduce. What compromise do they introduce? Well, I think that kids need to see the smiles, 
the approval of teachers. Let's go super young, okay? Elementary school kids need to see a teacher's lips moving for language skill development. They just do. They also need it for affirmation reasons. It dehumanizes a person to have a mask on. I don't think that's good for the development of kids. At upper grades, I think it's unhealthy. Also at lower grades, but I'm just asking why I would object to it for kids who already know how to speak. I would say it's unhealthy for kids to be breathing their own CO2. So I'm opposed to the governor on masking in schools. That's why I don't trust him when he says he'll never implement a mask mandate. So we have a new bill. We don't need a new bill. We need a bill that gets passed. Seems to me like this is a bunch of dogs marking their territory, all of whom want their name and get the credit with their constituents for being the person who proposed the bill that gives Ohioans the freedom that they shouldn't ever need confirmed by such a bill. You should not be able to mandate someone gets a medical treatment or has to wear a mask. If you're scared, stay home. If you're scared, quit your job. Don't make me quit mine. Don't make somebody else quit theirs. If you want to feel like you're in such danger from COVID that you can't go to work, okay, that's your choice. You don't get to make that choice for someone else or shouldn't get to. You shouldn't need House Bill 248 or Senate Bill 169 or House Bill 424 or House Bill 350 to protect that right. But there are, let me count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bills aimed at protecting your constitutional right not to have to take the jab or wear a mask. Ohio Chamber of Commerce opposes any such bill because they don't want businesses told what to do either in the affirmative or in the negative. I would have to hear that objection from Steve Stivers or someone else at the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. To me, a bill that I think errs on the side of freedom is a bill they should support. But I guess their position would be, look, if a business wants to make a bad decision that hurts their business for their own personal safety, they should have the right to do that. And I'd listen to that. Uh, But there's a new bill that is getting its uh, hearing today in the House. It's House Bill 435. And not a lot is known about House Bill 435. It's said to be a compilation of the other bills. So best guess scenario on House Bill 245 is that it will preserve religious exemptions. Okay, that I like. Again, shouldn't be necessary, but it is necessary because of crazy people like New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Now, uh, you heard from Kathy Hochul yesterday, or at least I read you what Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul apparently... uh, In being elected governor, oh, I'm sorry, she wasn't elected governor. She was appointed governor of New York. She's never gotten a single vote. She was the lieutenant governor, and Andrew Cuomo turned out to be a criminal and a cad, 
and an ineffective administrator. He's a triple threat, Andrew Cuomo. So he lost his job, and this lady ascended to the throne. Now, much like Joe Biden, all she had to do, ascending to the throne in the aftermath of Andrew Cuomo, was not be crazy. That's all Joe Biden had to do. Just go in there and don't be crazy. Don't be Bernie and don't be Trump. Just take your incredible stroke of luck being handed an economy on the verge of bursting back, being handed vaccines that you have the capacity to distribute and dent COVID numbers. Just don't be crazy, Joe. But no, Joe can't. Joe is the guy you went to high school with who continually failed up. He's the guy in the next cubicle who can't do his job, but he always gets promoted. And now Joe Biden has decided, oh, I'm in charge. Great. Let's screw up Afghanistan. Let's send gas prices soaring. Let's ask OPEC to produce more oil. Let's beg Russia not to hack our most important industries. And let's alienate half the country by telling them they're stupid for not getting a vaccine. That's what Joe Biden has done in his effort to betray his charge to just not be crazy. As for Kathy Hochul, well, she's doubled down on her stupid comments in a Catholic church on Sunday that she's looking for apostles while wearing her vaxxed necklace. Not a cross necklace, but a vax necklace. Here's Kathy Hochul making clear that she intends to deny the legitimacy of any religious objections to the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, My default position is to ask people, please do this. This is why it's been proven to be safe. The vaccine's been out there a long time now. There are not legitimate religious exemptions because the leaders of all the organized religions have said there's no legitimate reason and we're going to win that in court in a matter of days. And so this is so unnecessary. And I just want to appeal to the individuals to know that, you know, your co-workers want you to do this. Don't make the burden heavier on them as well. So her default position is to ask you. But over here behind my back, I hold the sledgehammer of telling you that we are not going to allow any religious exemptions. And apparently she has some of her apostles in the pulpit who are prepared to tell you that your sincere religious objection is not valid. I have no doubt she'll be able to find some people with the title of pastor who will do that at her bidding. Because right here in our own city, we have a whole collection of them who spend zero time trying to change men's hearts, spend all their time trying to treat the symptoms posturing about what they deserve from Columbus police and others and how flawed our city is and how flawed our structures are. Yeah, the gospel, I'll get to that later. I'll maybe get to that after I fly my LGBTQ flag out front and hold my BLM funeral. Yeah, gospel, Mm. that's old-fashioned, Bruce. That doesn't work anymore. We're activists. Yeah, right. No, there's no shortage. No shortage of people preaching 
that gospel, which is not a gospel at all. Wow, you think Columbus is dangerous with an escalating murder rate, carjackings everywhere, campus area ridden by crime? Uh, I'm looking at a picture here on Twitter from someone named Jordan Fisher. Jordan is an investigative reporter with uh, WUSA9 covering the Capitol riot. He is editor of Capitol Breach, a newsletter tracking all of the January 6th fallout. And he has a picture here of Jennifer Parks of Kansas and her friend Esther Schwemmer. Uh, They are scheduled to plead guilty today in the insurrection at the Capitol. And I am looking at their pictures. And uh, let me just describe them to you. Um, Esther looks to be eh, 60-ish white woman. And Jennifer, maybe 55, 60, somewhere in there. I mean, these these are some scary-looking women. I mean, they look like they could just... They could bake cookies that would put you in a sugar coma in a heartbeat and probably have selfies of themselves in the Capitol. Thank goodness uh, Jordan Fisher and the uh, Democratic Justice Department are keeping us safe from the Jennifer Parks and Esther Schwemmers of the world while allowing Haitian migrants who we have no idea of their bent to obey the law or not, whether they have COVID or not, uh, enter our country uh, without the least bit of vetting. So we have that going for us, uh, which is uh, uh, really, really good, I think. It's good that we uh, have all that going on right now. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's so absurd. Uh, what is going on that uh, my wife sent me an email the other day that it's good to laugh. So I'm trying to laugh at the absurdity of it, because if I let it uh, get to me, uh, well, then it'll get to me. And um, that's not good if it gets to us. But here's the issue that the Biden administration is going to have on its instance. Did you see the president yesterday? He unrolled his sleeve and got his COVID booster shot. And uh, I would say that is a hairy upper arm of our president, uh, man, a manly man that he is. He's going to go punch corn pop with that hairy left arm that he was uh, booster shotted with. The upshot of his comments afterward that we have to get to uh, 97 or 98 <laughs> percent vaccinated in this country in order to get past this pandemic is causing medical experts all over the country to scratch their heads. Uh, Biden's exact quote was, he was asked, uh, what percentage of vaccinations do we need to get to to, for America to get back to normal? Uh, We're currently at 55.4%, by the way. He said 97 or 98%. Then I think we'll get awful close, but I'm not a scientist. I'm shocked he's not a scientist. Remember when he said he was a truck driver and he wasn't? Remember he said he wanted to work in Idaho and he didn't? It's one job he doesn't want to be as a scientist, I guess. He said, I think one thing is for certain. A quarter of the country can't go unvaccinated and us not continue to have a problem. Hmm. Okay. The implication is, of course, that if you're not vaccinated, who are you? Give me the demographic in your mind. When Joe Biden talks about the unvaccinated, who is he talking about? He's talking about stupid 
rural, white Trump voters, right? That's who he's talking about. Well, that's a difficult narrative when you have people like Jonathan Isaac making the case that Jonathan Isaac eloquently made today. Now, you may not know who Jonathan Isaac is, but trust me on this. Jonathan Isaac is going to become a lot more famous in the next few hours than he was in the previous few hours. And Jonathan Isaac, though you may have no interest in the NBA, is soon to become, if you're a listener of this program, one of your favorite NBA players. Because Jonathan Isaac is not a white, rural American citizen. I just making a generalization, doubt that he's a Trump voter, although we may be because he's making perfect sense here on COVID. No, Jonathan Isaac is a black NBA player, and he's one of the very few black NBA players who is speaking up about the fact that he does not want to get vaccinated. Now, this will be a problem because there are others like uh, like uh, Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors and Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, who don't want to get vaccinated either. And in California and New York, you're not allowed to go into an arena for a concert or for an NBA game, let alone to play an NBA game, if you have not been vaccinated. So this means that there are players like Jonathan Isaac, Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, Bradley Beal, NBA All-Star, and others who are faced with the prospect of some of them not being able to play NBA home games this year because they don't want to get vaccinated. And here's Jonathan Isaac saying why he does not want to get vaccinated. I would start with, um, I've I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would... uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or without having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, Yeah, I I would say that's that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why, or this is not why it should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Wow. See, now, that sounded like a soliloquy I wish I could give. As measured, as convincing, as firm, but not angry. Jonathan Isaac, he's an outlier. 
Yes, I'll generalize. Most NBA players can't throw out the word albeit and use it (laughs) appropriately. Most can't use the word adverse and use it appropriately. Jonathan Isaac is suffering from a glaring case, not of COVID, of TMCS. Too much common sense. He's had COVID. He's recovered. He understands antibodies. He knows the vaccine may make him less likely to have a severe case of COVID. But he also knows he's young and healthy and elite athlete. And the, the anecdotal instances of others having an adverse vaccine reaction or something and he doesn't feel is worth the trade-off of getting it now. Smart man, Jonathan Isaac. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.